0: Sports. Oh, thank you all for tuning in to the five hundred sixteenth episode of. Barbershop Sports Talk with me. Uh, I Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however, you may be listening. I want to thank you for making me in this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio, SoundCloud, Pandora, for Podcast, the Emperor Platform. You may be listening to me via conversation. I'm my shameless plug, as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether via Runa Threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Check on the description below. Specifically if you use Spotify, everything timestamps, you can click on the timestamp, and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you would most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at NikeTrain underscore subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stephen Daryl Lane. You will find it. I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show. Outside the shop, and lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right if you don't like my pod, then fret now we're not folks, but just don't say anything because you know what your mama told you: if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And cut up next of the break on barbershop Sports Talk, I'm gonna get into my solo pod. cut up next of the break on barbershop Sports Talk. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Same game parlays easy, fast payouts, player prop options, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know the deal. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and place a same-game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, The bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TBPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. And now it's time for you, Mariah. All I want for Christmas is you. You love the holidays and you love betting. And now it's time for my monologues that my good friend Kenny Sim loves so very much. So folks, let's slow down on the Brock Purdy hype. Sometimes in sports, right, we tend to overreact. Actually a lot of times in sports, we tend to overreact. You do it and I do it even, right? It's either you suck, you're awful, you can't play, you can't throw the football, or it's you're great, the best I've ever seen. Potentially the next Tom Brady, 6 round draft pick, becomes superstar, right? Nikola Jokic, second-round pick, MVP of the league, back-to-back MVP of the league. Steph Curry, not a top-ten pick, but a unanimous MVP, right? We go to these massive extremes all the time. Uh, And it can't just be, hey, man, he's a solid player. It's never that. And, right, like I said, I fall into this trap, right? For example, the Boston Celtics. Beginning of the year, I was out on the Celtics. I thought they'd be a 4-5 to seed in the East. I thought the whole Ime Udoka and appropriate relationship situation uh, would kind of ruin the Celtics. I thought even Jalen Brown being in trade rumors would kind of mess with him a little bit. And I thought they would take a step back. Well, Daryl, I was wrong. The Celtics, they're probably a little bit better than they are last year. And it's the Milwaukee as the two best teams in the NBA. A little bit of an overreaction, right? I saw 20 games and I'm like, okay. The Celtics team, they're for real. Their new coach, he's fine. Guess what, Eme, See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. It all worked out. Even when we talk about Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy, everybody's like, Trey Lance sucks. Brock Purdy's amazing. Can Trey Lance beat out Brock Purdy now? Well, I'll be honest with you. I think Brock Purdy has proven to be better than Trey Lance. But Brock Purdy's only played about three games, a little less than three games, because he came in, uh, I believe, in the first quarter when... Jimmy Garoppolo broke his ankle, and Trey Lance has only played like five games. So if we say one guy sucks, the other one's really good. They're both young players, young guys still developing in this league. So for us to say one's going to be good, one's going to be bad, one's so much better than the other, I think that's a little bit of the stretch, right? A little bit of a stretch. But here's what we do know about Brock Purdy. He's playing well. Six touchdowns, only two interceptions, 678 yards passing, 66.7 completion percentage, and... One of the most important stats in the NFL. QB wins, right? They're 3-0 and o with him under center. And part of the reason why he's so hyped is he's a 7th rounder. He's Mr. Irrelevant. The last pick in the 7th round. The last pick of the NFL draft. So all this how he's playing, in reality, the way you need to look at it, the way I've chosen to look at this now, it's all icing on the cake. Because in reality, we don't expect Brock Purdy to be anything. But let's also... Keep this a stack. Let's keep it 100. Kyle Shanahan, his head coach, is the best play caller in football. They have a great running game, a good O line, and tons of weapons, and the best defense in the NFL. So, Brock Purdy was given a fantastic situation. Like I said with Trey Lance at the beginning of the year, you have the keys to the Bugatti. All you have to do is not crash it. You just need to be competent, and it will work. You don't need to be amazing. You don't need to be great. You don't need to be good. You can even be a little below average. You just have to not suck. The last three teams the 49ers have played, the Dolphins, Buccaneers, and Seahawks, the Niners have all been substantially better then. During the Seahawks game on Thursday Night Football, George Kittle was consistently open in the middle of the field. What a luxury, right? Kyle Shanahan's dialing up all of these plays to get Kittle, a top-five tight end, open in the middle of the field, and all Brock Purdy has to do is hit him. Rips off these long gains. You have Jordan Mason, their backup running back to Christian McCaffrey. He rips, up a 50, rips off a 55-yard gain in the fourth quarter to ice the game against the Seahawks. It's all very simple for Purdy. So when we're like, oh my God, Purdy, you know, this is really interesting. What's going on with Trey let's Let's calm down, like I said, on the Brock Purdy hype, right? He's showing that he's competent. Any good backup, realistically, in the NFL should be able to function with the San Francisco 49ers offense and play calling and defense. A guy in Baltimore who some people like, Tyler Huntley, he should be able to do that. A guy in Buffalo, Case Keenum, who started and won games this league, he should, be, he should be able to do that. For God's sake, Mitch Trubisky. A lot of people think Mitch Trubisky sucks and he's a bust, but he won 12 games with Chicago. With Matt Nagy when they had Khalil Mack and they had all these talented guys. And guess what? This 49ers team is 10 times more talented than that Chicago Bears team. So when we're always like, oh my God, you Bart Pretty's playing well, he's the quarterback, they're winning... He's playing competent right now. He's not doing anything crazy. He's not doing anything for, you know, honestly, that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't be doing. And I'm not super high on Jimmy Garoppolo. Right now, he's just being competent and he's just being solid. But the truth of the matter is this. The 49ers are Super Bowl caliber. And the more I do watch Purdy, I am saying this. He is good enough and competent enough to where I'm like, they can still get to the NFC Championship game, possibly compete with the Eagles and win a Super Bowl. Though, I am interested to see this. What does it look like when Brock Purdy is consistently in a 3-10, and and 10 3rd-15, right? Two-minute drill. You have to score. Nobody's open. Kyle Shanahan isn't dialing up those great plays in the middle of the field to get you good looks. There's no play action. The running game isn't working. What does Brock Purdy look like then? Because that's how you tell how truly talented a player is in this league. This you know, some people look at the glass as half empty or half full. And I think instead of trying to look at it half empty, half full, right, because typically whether you decide to look at it half full, you're just looking at it from the bright side of things, right? Because typically you have a stake of interest in the venture and you want to look at the good side. And if you look at it as half empty, you're looking at things from a standpoint of, you know, it's negative, I have a negative viewpoint. It's never really a sober take, quote unquote, Right. But sometimes we just need to look at it for what it is. Because the fact of the matter is a glass half full is either half empty or half full, right? Like, (laughs) that's just what it is. So it's just choosing how you look at that life perspective. It's like Democrats and Republicans in American politics, right? You can look at the same thing, and then you can have just two different world viewpoints. And it's like, wow, how do we get to this point? When in reality, there's just something obvious that we're all looking at. So with that being said, what is the value the top values in the modern NBA, right, in basketball. And I wrote this. Shooting, high basketball IQ, ability to play off the ball, positional versatility, both offensively and defensively. Now, I'm going to give you this player's stats with that set. And remember what I said about the glass either being half full or half empty. I'm going to give you stats, objective stats that are, without a doubt, they're true, right? Here's this player's stats, and I'm going to tell you his position. He's a guard, he's 6'3", he's 30 plus, 30 years plus of age, he takes bad shots, okay that was a little bit of an opinion, but now I'm going to give you stats to back it up. 40% shooting from the field, not efficient, 28% shooting from three, not efficient, 69% shooting from the free throw line, not efficient. Like I said, takes bad shots on offense, and defense, while he's very athletic, he misses a lot of assignments, and he lets a lot of uh, guys get open at the three-point line and stuff like that. He makes a lot of mistakes, but he does play hard. Now, does all that sound like somebody that fits the modern NBA, the cut, the pick, the roll, the shooting, the spot-up shooting, the catch-and-shoot, the dribble handoff? Being being able to play multiple different positions, one to two to three to four to five, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Does that sound like that type of guy? No. And we can all agree, for the most part, like I said, high IQ, shooting, ability to play off the ball, positional versatility, those are four things that matter in this new NBA. So that player I named do all those things, does he fit in that modern NBA? No. And you know who that player is? First name Russell, last name Westbrook former league MVP, and the Lakers, they're potentially looking at wanting to keep him because they like him. He's been playing better in the six-man role, and I agree. Russell Westbrook has been playing better in the six-man role, but just because he's playing better in the six-man role, that doesn't mean, oh my God, he's going to help the Lakers contend for a championship. He's going to help the Lakers win multiple playoff series. Oh, he's going to help the Lakers be a top eight seed because right now they're not. They're like the 11th seed. They're right out of the play in right now. Actually, I think they're the second last team out of the play because the Minnesota Timberwolves are the first team out of the play in. So they're like 12 right now, actually. Russell Westbrook does not fit with the Lakers, even if he's playing better. He can't shoot, he takes bad shots, he doesn't defend. Those are three things you need for who? LeBron James and Anthony Davis. When the defense collapses, you want a guy who can knock down shots. When the Lakers were playing the Boston Celtics a few nights ago, the Celtics were playing so far off Russell Westbrook, it was like watching Ben Simmons when he was at the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs, and you're like, wow, they're playing four on five. You can't play basketball four on five. That's not how basketball is supposed to be played. Five guys, you're swinging, you're cutting, you're moving. They're playing four on five. That makes things incredibly tough no matter how good of a player you are. Playing four-on-five basketball is not easy, and that's what they have to do. And then you know what Russell Westbrook's doing? He takes another shot, takes another shot, and he's literally shooting them out of games. So when I hear people say in the Lakers, brass, oh my God, we're looking at keeping Russell Westbrook. No more trade rumors. He's playing so much better. Sure, but the standards weren't very high for how bad he was playing last year. Russ is who he is. And it's not that he's not a good player. I think he's a high-level player in the NBA. He just does not fit with this team in the context of the modern NBA. It's nice. He can create off the dribble and gets the paint and pass the shooters sometimes. But that's not really what the Lakers need with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They need defense, positional versatility, high basketball IQ, and shooting. Russell Westbrook provides none of those. He's playing about 28 minutes per game, and he's going to be in their closing lineup. You cannot win multiple playoff series in the NBA with a guy like that in your closing lineup. That will not happen. Because what the smart teams are going to do, they're not going to play Russell Westbrook. They're going to collapse with the paint, and they're going to allocate more resources towards Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And Russell Westbrook isn't going to be, you know, the most aware person in the room, and he's not going to say, okay, I need to swing it, right? I need to make a cut now because I know they're playing off me for a reason. He's going to say, oh, they're playing off me. I'm going to shoot and play hero ball. And that's just quite frankly, quite simply, unequivocally, not going to work. So, I don't think all of you for tuning into this episode, the 516th episode of Barber Shop Sports Talk.